0: Welcome to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie.
1: We're going to talk about Kate's least favorite subject, which is scheduling your staff's vacations. But it's her favorite subject is that she wants to go on vacation whenever she can. She <laughs> loves to travel. I
0: love to travel. Travel is my favorite thing in the world. Okay, so... Uh, One of the things that I did, uh, Carrie and I very early on had a a substitute on schedule. We had a company that handled childcare substitutes. And uh, during this time period, we often found that directors also needed substitutes when they would go on maternity leave or perhaps a extended vacation for somebody whose family lives in another country. So we have had directors who've left for a month or two because they're going to India, or they're going someplace that requires um, a longer stay than maybe a week or two. And we've also had directors who've gone on maternity leave. And so today I'm going to talk a little bit about how I became so aware of why this was such a pet peeve. And then I want Carrie to talk about what I think is her awesome solution to this problem. So um, I was uh, the substitute director for a Montessori program during a summer. (laughs) So, um, and of course, when I get there, uh, the director had not done the schedule for the next uh, six to eight weeks. We had the schedule that was on paper for that week when I got there. So as I started looking through her process and, you know, her and I had met before, you know, some of this I knew. Um, but we had looked at her employee handbook at the way vacation was supposed to be done. And so to me, this is how this is done, right? They submit paperwork. I have plenty of time to figure it out. Well, she didn't always operate the way her employee handbook uh, said. So there was definitely Shame some... on her. Shame on her. <laughs> <laughs> well, she was nice. She liked these people. She knew these people. Some of these folks had standing vacations. This was always when they took their vacation. And so she kind of knew that. So here I was, the brand new director. These are not my staff. And I am there really to uh, enroll and to staff and to oversee where needed. In other words, my goal was not to make any major changes while she's on maternity leave. And so... As I was starting my very first week, all of a sudden I had three people who said, oh, well, I'm going to be off next week or, hey, I'll see you in two weeks or, you know, everybody had different amounts of time and everybody had different expectations and nothing wasn't writing. <laughs> so, uh, and I want you to know I only had a staff of six. So I only had a staff of six and all of a sudden I needed substitutes. Well, what I also found is that then I had families who were going to take vacations. So I had the staff taking vacations and families taking vacations, and none of this was written down, and I didn't know any of this ahead of time. So literally, I start on a, on a, I think I started on a Tuesday, and so like by Friday, I needed to have the next week's schedule, and all of a sudden, I'm being told who, which families are going on vacation and which staff are going on vacation. As you can probably tell, this sounds like a logistical nightmare, and I like puzzles. (laughs) So even though I liked puzzles, I didn't like the fact that none of this was in writing, and there didn't seem to be a real plan for the whole summer. So uh, what I was able to do without totally freaking everybody out was to get everybody to at least put their requests on paper. So um, I quickly found out uh, between Thursday and Friday, I got all of the families to give me their summer vacation plans. I got all of the staff to give me their summer vacation plans. And I was able to juggle uh, the staff and the attendance in a way that I only really had to hire a substitute for one week. However... That's pretty good. That's pretty good. It was... Like I said, I like puzzles. However... Um, most of my kids didn't have the same staff the whole summer. Like, like nobody had who their teachers were. And sometimes the classrooms had to change shapes and sizes because who was going to be there. Because, you know, what's, what's a toddler classroom with two kids, right? And, you know, those kinds of things. And so we had to get creative. And so every week looked very different. Um, this was not a program that had traditionally done camp-focused curriculum. Uh, however, that is what we did during um, this six week period because I needed to kind of help them all be okay with things being different every week. And um, that was that was kind of our solution. Now, it was a lot of work. I mean, my first weekend was stressful. every week seemed stressful because I had to constantly, you know, double check that people were leaving and that everybody had what they needed. But it definitely was not my preference. And so at the same time, though, um, I had been working uh, with Carrie and Carrie and I had been doing training and I knew that there were better ways to do vacation. So Carrie, talk to me a little bit, share your uh, vacation solution and how your parents and staff handled that. Because the one thing I didn't talk about, and, and I'll talk about it at the end, was the money aspect of this.
1: So. Yeah. Um. So... I had worked at a center before I opened my own center that had a very loosey-goosey kind of staffing vacation policy. And everybody was hourly. And if you needed a day off, you just arranged a substitute. Everybody worked part-time, so it was pretty easy to find a substitute. And you just left. uh, (laughs) And then you came back. And there was no communication with parents. And there was frequently no communication with the other people working in your classroom. And I did not like it at all because I worked with toddlers and toddlers are the kings and queens of routine. You mess with a toddler's routine and everything is going to be dreadful for days, So when the morning teacher wasn't the same teacher that it normally was, and I didn't know about it, I didn't know why these kids were all grumpy. (laughs) It drove me crazy. So I was like, I'm not doing this. I don't want to do this. And I grew up in my mom's business, which was a copy and print business. And in that business, it wasn't super imperative as to who was running, you know, X Xerox machine versus Y Xerox machine. It was important in the press room, but they were mostly cross-trained in the press room. But in that business, where everything was pretty interchangeable, my mom had had a, you have to give two weeks prior written notice if you wanted to have more than one day off. And she would approve it based on making sure that not more than one person who ran a type of machine, you know, Xerox duplex machines or uh, the printer or whatever, that only one of them was out at a time and whoever asked for it first got it if two people asked for it at the same time. So it didn't make sense to me that in childcare where it matters much more (laughs) that you have consistency, that it wasn't being required, (laughs) So I was like, I'm not doing it the way it was done at my center. And I also didn't like the fact that if you went into a press room, you would never know who's going to be there. So my solution was everybody needed two weeks of paid vacation because this job is hard. And so I didn't want to have to constantly be scheduling substitutes and paying both a person to not be there and a substitute. So paying two people for the same spot. So I just closed my center for two weeks a year. Wow.
0: So let's take a vacation from our vacation. Carrie, what do you got for
1: us? Okay, so we're going to talk about what's coming up in this next week because I am a huge fan of special days. So on next Monday, the 27th of July, it is Walk on Stilts Day. Have you ever walked on stilts, Kate?
0: I have, and I've made them and I love them and they are so much fun. There are all kinds of great videos on YouTube to learn how to make really inexpensive stilts. Um, And even if the stilts are only a couple of inches high, they'd be a great addition for your program.
1: Yep. And you can literally, instead of stilts, make platform shoes, and the kids are going to think it's hilarious. So you can use those sorting cups for the sorting bears and duct tape them to their shoes, or use rubber bands, uh, or you can make very small stilts, or even let people walk around in stilettos if you have to. But I think on Monday, everybody should take a chance and walk around on stilts. Okay, so... That's our little bit of fun for the week. Let's go back and dig into this how to schedule vacations and handle vacations at your center. That
0: sounds great. Thanks for the mid-roll. So how did your parents respond to this? Because to me, this seemed like... You know, again, this was a novel concept to me. Um, I had been working with small businesses for a while and I thought, now why every, you know, this is a European model, right? You know, people take off, you know, they all have their holiday during the same six week period. Wouldn't that be sweet? Uh,
1: (laughs) What, how did your parents respond to this? Well, since I was starting my center from the ground up, they were fine with it because if they didn't like it, they didn't enroll. As I bought and took over other centers, there was sometimes an adjustment period, but I explained it to them by saying, I didn't do this, you know, without thought. It is six months apart so that the staff can recharge their energies and they don't get burned out as much because one was in the week of 4th of July and the other was the week between Christmas and New Year's. So there was a federal holiday in the summer, the 4th of July, that's a federal holiday, And in the winter break, it was, there were two federal holidays because both Christmas day and new year's day are federal holidays. So most people have an opportunity to take off those three days without any pay consequences. If they do work, they might get paid time and a half, but there's not usually a negative repercussion for not working. And If with them being six months apart, it wasn't too much of a burden on each family to be able to find alternate childcare. Also, I told them any of my staff who had not been working with me for three months may be available for substituting. And every year my staff, you know, the two or three staff who was new would talk to the older staff and they would set up basically basically a babysitting pool where they would talk to the parents who needed childcare, who had the biggest house and was willing to have other people bring their kids. But I was never involved in it. I just knew it happened. Sometimes there were only two kids being cared for by that staff person. Sometimes there were three or four, not my monkey. I didn't care when the parents had joined the center, they had signed in the parent handbook that they understood that if parent, if There was babysitting that happened off hours. I was in no way making any warranty (laughs) about the quality of care that my teachers provided when they were out of my building. So I didn't have any risk and I didn't have to pay two people for the same week. And all of my and my staff didn't get burned out because they're not going to be too burned out if they're in their first three months with me. I love that. So, but one of the things I struggled with um,
0: in, in this, in the story that I talked about earlier was parents who wanted, Oh, well, I'm only going to be here for two weeks this month. So I'm only going to pay you for two weeks. Did you run into that problem
1: with your parents? No, because they knew that there were two weeks of vacation. And I also, <laughs> I presented our tuition as an annual tuition Uh, And I said, this is your annual tuition. And if you would like to pay it all at once, I'd be happy to take it for your convenience. I have broken it into 12 equal parts to make it easier. So I didn't have people wanting to pay less because it was February. Uh, And I didn't have parents who were wanting to pay less because it was the month that we were closed for a week. They knew that it was an annual tuition that I had broken up into 12 equal parts. If they didn't want to pay it in 12 equal parts, I'd be happy to take it all at once. Okay. Okay. So that also meant that your parents also were
0: very aware that your staff were getting two weeks paid vacation, which... I have found in this industry that, you know, two weeks paid vacation plus paid holidays plus sick time is not necessarily standard benefits.
1: No, it's not. But for me, I would rather pay for the two weeks than pay for the holidays because it is so important to preventing burnout of my staff. They just get so worn down and because every classroom has periods where everybody is losing their dang mind. And if you're going through one of those weeks and you know, okay, in three months, I will have an entire week where if I want, I don't have to put on pants.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think that was more information than we all needed. Um, But. (laughs) But the other thing that I find really good about your, I'm going to call them forced vacations, is I think of the number of young people that I've worked with in a variety of industries who really have a guilt complex about taking a week off a vacation. Like, they'll take off a day or two. They might take a longer weekend. But to take off a true week
1: of vacation, they feel guilty. Well, not just young people. My husband wouldn't do it until this job. Like every job, you know, separation, every work separation he ever had, whether he quit or he was laid off because he works in tech and that happens all the time. Uh, um, Every single time he had weeks of vacation left (laughs) because he wouldn't take them because, and he's ridiculously healthy. So he never needed the sick days. And when he had his last work separation and he had almost an entire month that they paid him to not be there. (laughs) I was just like, why are you doing this? I've been a boss. I am telling you, it's important for your boss, for you to take time off so that you're not burned out. Why are you not doing this? And he finally got it because he talked to his boss. He liked him and he continued to talk to him after they had the work separation. And he said, yes, I think it is good for people to take their vacation. And so now he takes a vacation. So it's not just young people. The poor boy was 40-something before he figured it out.
0: (laughs) I mean, there is a component, you know, and again, so what's also great about the way you have that structured is that as a director or an owner, you're forced to take that vacation, which I think we are the absolute worst at taking vacations when we are the owners because we would rather substitute for somebody. And I think your solution is just an awesome solution, which is why we've been, you know, promoting this uh, schedule for 18 years. I mean, so, you know, 18 years in our director program, but, you know, crap, probably 20 years of training directors and working with directors in their business operations. You know, we've been telling them this is the way they need to do that. I mean, when I worked with registered family homes... We kind of talked about this. You know, it was kind of a thing
1: at least the Christmas New Year. Oh, you know, I man. would encourage people as uh, having registered done registered family homes to me. Oh, yeah. We've both done registered family homes. And if you're a registered family home, you need this more than the people in centers because you don't even have a separation between work and home. It's all one space and you really need the 2 weeks a year separated by six months you really need it having in a registered family home oh Lord. yeah and and you know i used
0: to always talk about the christmas new year one because to me that was kind of a no-brainer one especially in registered family homes but you know when i moved to texas 20 a while ago a while ago You know, when I heard what you did and the reason that you did it, all I kept thinking was that makes even more sense to me than just the two weeks of Christmas. And so hopefully uh, those of you who are listening today will uh, be able to relate to our vacation headaches. Um, You'll be able to see why this is an awesome opportunity for your staff and your parents. You never have to, again, worry about a parent going, oh, I'm not paying you for December because my kids are all home and I'm going to take care of them myself. I mean, uh, I had a program with a lot of teacher kids and, you know, they really don't want to to pay that month because they're home.
1: Um, same with summers. I get it. But if you present it as this is an annual tuition that you can pay in 12 monthly installments or in one single installment occasionally I would have teachers or professors push back and say, can I pay it in nine installments? Yeah, I'll take your money in nine installments instead of 12. Absolutely. Whatever. Absolutely. I mean, I think all of these are just great things to look at. And
0: so, again, having conversations, uh, depending on the population that you work with or your city, um, or, you know, again, if you have a, a huge population of, Uh, who are hunters. There might be a hunting season that may need to be part of your vacation. Um, Instead of June and December, you may be more of a a, a spring break and fall hunting season. Uh, But definitely kind of figure out what works. Um, In the Midwest, there are towns who do do federal holidays, but they also do hunting season so um <laughs> as you as you as you think about, um again, if you have a, a high population of certain faiths, there might be uh, certain time periods that are going to mean more to them to have as um, a, a longer break. So, um, I love the standard two weeks, but I've also seen programs go to. Um, three and four long, long weekends because of Holy Days or other seasons. Thank you for listening to Child Care Conversations with Kate and Carrie. Want to learn more? Check out our website at texasdirector.org. And if you've learned anything today, leave us a comment below and share the show.